Welcome to Build with Rob. It is Rob Deerdeck, your host. You know what it is, the CEO and founder of the Deerdeck Machine, a one-of-a-kind venture creation studio where we systematically fuse art, science, and magic to manufacture a Blood, you know I love saying it. You know, you know I love manufacturing amazing life and business. Let's integrate it. Let's live a harmonious, happy existence. How do we create an extraordinary life? And that's what this show is all about. Uh, Life and business strategies, one of my passions. I live it and I love talking about it. As always, thank you for for being a listener and being on this journey with me. Uh, Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you listen or watch this podcast. If you want to be a part of this show, you can go to DeerDeckMachine.com, make a little video, pitch yourself to be on the show, pitch us an idea. Uh, You want to be part of our consumer collaborator, Machinist, jump on there, start helping us make decisions in in the products that we're evolving and building together. Because as you know, when you build together, you're bound forever. And as far as I'm concerned, everybody that comes on this show and everybody that listens to this show is building with me. It's Build with Rob. We're building together and we are bound forever. Today, we got a great show, two amazing Uh, Young ladies that have a concept called Prosperity Market, a black-owned business that's essentially a mobile farmer's market uh, where they are promoting and building black-owned businesses. It's really remarkable. I think you'll really sort of enjoy uh, the vision and ultimately some of the advice I have for them and how they should think about their business. And of course, they're trying to do a little bit of crowdfunding, so you may want to stick around and get some tissues uh, because because your boy hit him with some crowdfunding that that hit him right in the heart and and really it almost made me cry. Uh, so so you, you're gonna want to stick around and really understand how much love I have for the people that come on the show. And sometimes I'm I am moved to to help and be a part of the movement of what they're doing in a real way. Uh, you know, and and for me. You know, something we talked about on on the episode in in their life question is is a little bit to do with my sort of vision and passion for, uh, you know, building, you know, life and business together in an integrated form and growing them together, as you've heard me talk about many times. But but really, you know, what I've been thinking about lately is like, man, I am I am harmony over hustle. You know, I am harmony over hustle. Let's figure out a way to build a life uh, that is integrated and growing together in a harmonious way so that you can actually work harder and have a higher output with a clearer purpose um, instead of just working so hard, working so hard, grind, grind, hustle, hustle. Um, you've got to work hard to be successful. It, it just is what it is. Hard work is the cornerstone of achieving anything in life. Uh, but they will always say, you know, uh, work smarter, not harder. And that is at, at the core of everything that I do. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I want you to work smarter, not harder in a harmonious way. And, and when you create harmony in all aspects of your life, it allows you to be able to 
get more out of the effort that you put in and allows you to accelerate and build success at a much more rapid rate. And I just think people underestimate that. And, and, and when it comes to creating harmony um, inside your life, it really is looking at all aspects of your life and how it integrates together and how you can, you know, drive a lot of the things that, that disrupt, um, you know, harmony in your existence to, to automation and optimization. It's why I preach it over and over. Like, you know, when there's friction in your existence and how things just aren't running smooth and, and your life itself is, is out of order, and, and a lot of times it can be pointed to a handful of different things. You know, you're not giving yourself enough time to recover and, and relax and, and um, you know, sort of reevaluate where you're at and how you can be better and more efficient. You take on too much. You do all these different things that can disrupt your harmony um, and add friction. And, and for me, I, I just, I, I think you just have to always be using your gut filling. And this goes back to the magic side, like always be th- like self-evaluating and continually evaluating your choices, decisions, plans, ideas, and, and searching for where is the friction in your life, you know, because you want to get into a place where, where, where that harmony is just continuing to be sort of the driving force because, you know, at, at the the cornerstone of your existence or at the core of your existence is um, and ultimately su- your success will be uh, creating sustained energy in everything that you're doing. You know what I mean? And harmony is really only one of the the only ways to create sustained energy, because think about it, like if you know, you're, you're just not eating right and you're not taking care of yourself, man, it, it, it escalates a little bit further than just that. Now you start to feel bad about yourself. Then you start thinking about it. Now you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, you know, like you, 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 it's now stealing mind share and disrupting. And then if you, if you choose to, you know, take on another thing and now it's, it's one too many things. And now you are overwhelmed and now you, you, now you can't eat better. You can't get in the gym. Now you're starting to feel you can, uh, then, then it's now affecting the way that you are with, you know, the people, people closest in your life or the people that work with you. Like, um, these things are, are the things that disrupt harmony when you look at your life in this sort of um, integrated system that requires harmony in order to expand and evolve and and continually become the best and ideal version that you've created um, in your mind, right? And of course, you know, it all goes back to fundamentally my whole preaching of like, you know, you got to design your life in the same way you design your business and ultimately get better and better at, 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 at doing it, you know, and, and I think, um, you know, even if you do master time and really track your time and plan your life and, and, and constantly, um, you know, seek clarity and have clear goals and evolved and adapt and all these things like that keep you in sort of a harmonious state, you still get caught. You still get caught. It just is what it is. That is why, you have to continually and, and relentlessly be assessing yourself for that gut feeling of like, does everything feel harmonious? Am, am I flowing and, and feeling like I'm evolving and growing the way 
um, that is is making me happy and leading to the quality of life that that I want to live. And, and it's happened to me, you know, um, even recently, as as recent as this year. You know, and you're you're talking about somebody that is like so disciplined, that's gamified as discipline, that use qualitative and quantitative data that I track every day to clear out uh, all all of the, the the things that dragged me down or brought me down. I am so optimized and harmonized. I have uh, deep financial success and career success and amazing relationships and and spend my time fully balanced and do what I want and take care of myself and have great mental health. Boy, is that harmonious. But I still get caught, man. I get caught in the world of like where I, I do one too many things. And, and then I can feel that I'm losing that, that, that state. I can feel that, that it's pulling on me and disrupting me. And then I start to look at my time and like, okay, this meeting um, is taking from me. And in my case this year, I committed to doing two companies um, in the Deer Deck Machine portfolio that, that, that as I started to do them, I could just tell that, man, it's disrupting your entire um, state of being. Like, like they're going to require way more work than you realized when you committed to doing it. And now when you go and take the meetings for each one of these, the meetings are draining energy from you because uh, it's chaotic and unorganized. And, and you're starting to feel like this is how you would have built a business five years ago. You know, seven years ago is the old you. So now think about that. Not only is it disrupting my energy and the harmony, and but then it's like I'm now losing mind share in sort of a regretful state of like, oh, look how much this is affecting me and all this. And boom, I I assessed it, I realized it, and I made the tough call and I deaded both of them. I deaded both of them. And it was painful. It was unfair to the people that I had committed to. And I feel bad. But at the end of the day, I had to do it in order to maintain that harmony that, is, that I'm basically addicted to at this point. And now I'm so so hyper aware of that it 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 forced me to do it to continue to maintain the quality of life that I am used to and the quality of life that I want to have, you know? And, and again, another thing is, you know, we, some of you may have shopped at our e-com and bought some stuff, but to me, I didn't like the way that, that we were ultimately developing it. And I didn't want to, to be a, you know, a clothing brand and selling t-shirts. And I looked at the amount of time that, that not only I had to spend in weekly meetings, but ultimately the mind share I was dedicating to the product development and that side of the line. And then ultimately, is it part of the bigger vision? And when I did all that evaluation, I was like, no, it, it isn't. And it's not worth spending the mind share, the time and energy if if it's disrupting sort of the flow and the harmony in your life. You know, and, and I really implore to everybody to seek harmony over hustle. Work hard, but do it in a way that is efficient, where you are constantly seeking clarity and defining goals and purpose, and then constantly evolving and then refining those goals and letting your gut and your energy tell you whether or not you are living in harmony and continually push towards that because harmony is where you are going to have an extraordinary output and achieve the levels of success that you know deep down inside you were meant to achieve. 
Okay, look, that is my Harmony Over Hustle rant. And without further ado, let's welcome in two amazing young ladies. Carmen and Kara, welcome to Build with Rob. How are you guys? Thank you. Well, thank you. Okay, look, please lay out the vision for for Prosperity Market to me. I would love to understand uh, the vision for your guys' concept. Okay, so we are a farmer's market on wheels and a food truck in one. We feature Black farmers, food producers, and chefs, and we travel all over L.A., and we make it easy to support Black business while creating food access in our communities. So our vision, that's where we are right now. We're fundraising for the mobile trailer, but the vision is to have Prosperity Market um, all over the country and also get into wholesale and distribution. And right now we're doing monthly pop-ups while we're fundraising for our trailer. So we still have that mobile component. Uh, while we pop up all over LA. And then what initially drove you guys to create this concept? You know, like like how, you know, given your backgrounds and sort of the idea that this this sort of need, because I do find it like truly insane that there's only 430 black farmers and like this idea of how how much you guys kind of learned of how how black-owned businesses suffered during the pandemic and and really this black owned farmers market is just such an, a, an amazing sort of opportunity for those that are creating their own brand and ultimately you guys to be a part of showcasing it. But where did that come from? Um, it came from sitting in the pandemic and watching, you know, we all saw the social unrest and we all saw the lines at the grocery store and we saw the support go to black businesses. But after realizing that, you know, it's great to see the support go to black businesses, but there's a stat that says, a dollar stays in our community for just six hours. So that means all this support is only going to stay in our community for, for less than a full day, shorter than a work day. So really, we just wanted to figure out how we could create a solution for that, for the root of the problem. And that's what, where it started. Yeah. And, and another fascinating stat, man. It's a, the six hour stat is just another like, man, it's, it's really quite crazy. So, um, before I get into my overall thoughts, hit, hit me with, with your, your, uh, business question. Okay. So our business question right now, um, we're getting a lot of great press because, you know, we're fundraising for our mobile trailer and we want to, we're, we're seeing the press and we're seeing the eyeballs, but we're not necessarily seeing the conversion into, into dollars. So we want to know what you think we should do to kind of capitalize on all of the um, press that we're getting. Yeah. And and look, it's tough to to make the connection all the way to the fundraise. Right. And and I think when you're building an idea of uh, like this, it's there is the tendency, especially when you're first time entrepreneurs and sort of like like you're very vision and cause driven. And so it's like like, hey, it's this is needed. This is amazing. And we're going to really change communities all over the country. Like we don't understand, like when you, um, when you hear that story, why that doesn't drive you to, to, uh, you know, blackfunder.com and throw in a couple hundred, you know what I'm saying? Like, it seems so like, like so easy and straightforward. Right. And, and when I think about it, I, I think about how do you make what you're doing, more clear and how it's, it can become more sustainable and scalable. Right. And, and I think that comes down to sort of how you look at how you would consider building the business. Right. Because I think when you, 
you you talk about like a farmer's market on wheels, it's like, woo, we're somewhere special, right? We're we're like, I've never even heard of such a thing. So when I think of like a farmer's market on wheels, it all all of a sudden it's like there's some energy to that. But then it's like, and food truck. And so the food truck kind of kind of throws me off, right? And then it's like, hey, we're gonna support like like black owned businesses and farmers, but also chefs is where it, it, there becomes serving two different sort of concepts, right? And 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 I just want you to follow me here on this this consideration, right? Uh, but I'm when I think about this mobile farmers market being also like a mobile black owned. Um, black business mobile grocery store, right? And then when I think about you driving that to different communities 20 or 30 uh, days a week and doing a mini pop-up that's showcasing all of these different black-owned brands that that end up once a month at your pop-up uh, farmer's market, I begin to see a clearer business model, right? Because for you guys... It's like, okay, we're going to showcase and, and, and find consumers in different communities and events with our mobile farmer's market. Then we're essentially going to act like the mobile grocery store for black-owned businesses and just put a 50% margin in that uh, the same way that a regular retailer would. And so we'll be able to split split um uh the product sales with the uh, other businesses while bringing awareness to them while driving all of these new consumers and these pop-ups to our big farmers market event uh once a month every weekend whatever it may be but if if you begin to look at it like through that really clean lens of like okay now we know um if we can like take this truck and find you know, 20 events per month to go park it at and sell a few thousand uh, worth of our our partners' products, right? To say we could do 2,500 in sales per event. Now you're talking about, you know, nearly $600,000 in sales a year if you did 20 of those a month, right? If you did 2,500 in sales at 20 pop-ups in the month, you do 50,000 in revenue, which is 600,000 for the year with minus your expenses, you're going to net like 300,000. There's your entire business model. And, and now you can scale that city to city to city based off of the capital cost of the truck and then the unit economics of doing 2500 per pop-up and then showcasing each of these brands on a monthly basis at these farmer's markets. Now, I got way over the top and really confused you and took it too far into the numbers. I wanted to take notes. <laughs> I'm going to watch this. You know what I'm saying? Take notes. You know what I mean? But but I'm tell I'm saying what you're doing is so special. And there's actually a really simple business model and way to operate it that would be so easy and clean. Because the beauty of it is if you can just like get to the point where you're basically promoting these brands and promoting uh, the founders and then you're going to find all the places to drive this mobile truck that aren't in need of having all the founders in a full pop-up, just the mobile truck being the mobile grocery store doing the work, showing like, hey, if you want to support black businesses and like uh, let us come to your corporate event. 
Right. It's like, okay, they're having a big corporate event, pull up the truck. Here's all the different like produce and brands and everything in the mobile store. That's like that. Then you're sharing the mission and then you can come to our farmer's market and meet all these founders and really hear their story. Each of them is amazing and all that. Like, like it ends up being this two for one promoting the founders, promoting prosperity market as this sort of cause market. And then creating revenue. And, and if all you got to do is sell a few thousand at 20 a month and you have this profitable, sustainable business that is scalable in every city through this same sort of economic structure. And, and it's a lot simpler. The moment you add the chefs to it, and now you're building a kitchen and trying to tell like this other story and trying to do like the economics associated with a food truck, it gets a lot more complex, right? It gets a lot harder. It's more expensive to make. Um, it's, it's a lot more to manage rather than just being just you two driving it up to an event and selling all of the product of the, the black owned businesses and partners that are going to show up at your farmer's market each month as the beginning. Right. And in the sense of simplifying the overall model of, of what you're uh, 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 approaching to do, because then it's much easier for you guys to manage, mm-hmm. right? It's like, it's just the phone calls and the communication with the product, getting that onto your mobile store and designing it in a way that's basically promoting all of the different brands. And then you're going to get people to connect and support you guys because of the cause. And now it's just a matter of collecting that revenue and then building your farmer's market over time, much easier to manage. And I really think that you could do that with, with the money you're raising. Can I um, tell you a little more about the kitchen and why that is also important to be part of the whole truck? Sure. So um, we know, you know, also with Black restaurants were hit very hard over the pandemic. And one of the challenges they have, like brick and mortars are expensive. Food trucks are expensive. Um, pop-ups are something that's very popular here in L.A., food pop-ups. And they, they're they a hit at our markets. Everyone loves the hot food. So in putting it on the trailer, this is a way that we can have a rotating um, selection of chefs. And it's also another revenue base for us. So the chef would, you know, rent out the kitchen for X amount of days or weeks or whatever that time period looks like. So they are getting exposed to more to new customers and they're doing it at lower overhead than what they would trying to do a brick and mortar or their own food truck. And it's an exciting part of our plan, too, because people, you know, the foodies, we love to try new things and experience new food. I was just going to say also when you grocery shop, you want to eat, you want to get the food, but you want to eat right now. I love simplicity when it comes to execution, but I also believe in that as a concept as well. So I, I definitely, you know, when, when I give advice to ideas that I really love and I see, cause I, I do so many businesses and I know how easy it is to just want to do more, uh, especially in the beginning because it feels better. And you know, you're, you're solving two issues now, right? Black owned restaurants is a cause you're taking on and black owned businesses and consumable products, right? It's, it's two at once, right? So 
But I, I like them both, and they obviously fit together really well, and they do create reven, another revenue source connected to that. And I do think they can fit together, and you can put together the same economics of how these trucks work together. It's the capital cost to get that off the ground, I think, is the other side from the scalability side of it that, that gets kind of tough. And I love the idea of selling products on your mobile store because it's so much easier for you to manage and and then you get to see insight of like um, where the opportunity is for you to make prosperity market products yourself that could sit next to those and add that additional revenue stream more strategically as you get there. But I, you know, I, I just think for you guys and look from your video and about how this year you're going to start planning more. Okay. You're excited about planning because I'm telling you, the more you can plan, the more clarity you can have and, and the intention you can set both in business and life will give you a much like better shot at success because you're able to weather the chaos because your intention and your planning um, gives you the the guidelines, if you will, to know where you should like pivot or not pivot a- along the journey in this process. So, you know, I am I'm I love the idea of putting in more effort to get clear on how the business is sustainable so that you can figure out, hey, we got to hit this number every time we take the truck out. What do we got to keep adjusting to make this number? Because it could be, hey, like like we sell less products and more food. Okay, let's offer more food items, right? Like, you know, I Rob could have been totally wrong. But but the structure and the economics of like like the amount of revenue and and uh, margin there is in the the truck itself will be the cornerstone of how you make an impact both locally and then ultimately give you peace of mind by it becoming sustainable so that you can like operate it in a more peaceful way uh, without stressing to figure everything out all the time. You want to build this into a system, then you can begin to scale it and and make a, a much bigger and broader impact, you know. Thank you for that, because it is our intention to scale and to go to cities all across the country. And what I got from what you were saying is um, just hearing two things. One, the simplicity in the way we can tell the story. And two, there were just like some key things that you said to really help us hone in on. I like how you said, have it operate with peace of mind like that, have the ease of operation. So thank you for for seeing the vision and really getting it because some of the things you said really brought some ideas about just the clarity in the way that we tell the story and communicate the message of what it is. Thank you. Yeah, because yeah, because you want people people will invest if they believe you can actually execute the vision that you have. And then when you break it down into like really understanding how to make it sustainable and scalable, then it's like, man, let's let's make let's watch them bring this alive, you know, and really do it. I, I think as it relates to uh, the conversion sides. Okay, look, hit me with your life visions uh, of how you see the future, and and then your life question. I'm, I'm super curious to see how you guys see your overall lives as it relates to prosperity market. Life vision as it relates to prosperity market right now is for me personally something that there is to clean up we dove so hard into prosperity market that 
now it's kind of like, oh, and also life needs to be as strategic as we are with the market. Um, so there is to like have a vision of my life that operates as successfully as prosperity market, which is now where I'm getting back to um, since we started for me personally. Yeah. My, my life vision Carmen. is, <laughs> my life vision is prosperity market. Uh, so I need to work on that. But, but really I would like to get to a place where, you know, I prosperity market, I have the peace of mind. Like you said, that prosperity market is running on its own. We could step away um, and, and even pursue some of the other things that like we we're, we're full of talents and full of aspirations. And right now our focus is 100% prosperity market, but you know, I'd like to revisit some of, some of my passions. Yeah. And that, that kind of leads to the question. I'd love to hit, hit me with the question that you had from the life perspective. So it's something that Carmen and I talk about a lot because, um, you know, we do have a lot of other passions and you're someone, we love the trajectory that you've taken because you're so talented in a lot of areas. You have a lot of interests and pursuits and you haven't allowed yourself to get boxed in. So we want advice from you about how uh, we can pursue some of the other dynamic interests and goals that we have still having prosperity market be the focus. But how do you nurture the new ventures that you want to get to transition into those things and still give everything the time and the energy that it requires? You know, and, and look, I, it seems like, man, look at him. He just does all this stuff and it all works, you know, and just when you think he's done another, he's doing this, he's doing build with Rob and now he's all this businesses like, oh, he does this TV and all this. And, and to me, it goes back to, I designed it all into the plan. You know, like I didn't just hope that, that my business worked or TV worked or uh, the machine worked. I laid out like the vision for the life that I wanted, where I wanted to spend time, how I would live a balanced life and all the things that I needed to accomplish that led to the next things that I needed to accomplish. And that it seems like, oh, I just did all of these things, but I built them with intention. And then as I started to grow and evolve, then like my goals and vision started to grow and evolve along with it. Right. But it started first by designing my life and business simultaneously and then growing and getting better. And the business became sustainable, which in turn, what did that do? Gave me more free time and then more capital to pursue other other avenues of of what the vision and how I wanted to connect with people on a different level. OK, now I'm going to build and invest in a podcast. OK, but I have to evolve and build that in a way that I can automate it and optimize it so that it doesn't take much time away from me and all the other things that I'm doing and make sure that I enjoy doing it after doing it for a while, right? It's really at the end of the day, you know, there may be something that you want to pursue and then you pursue it and then it's not as fun as you thought you liked and it's actually a drain on your energy and and now you're stuck doing it type of thing. I, I created this incredible flexibility in sort of my life design and let it let all the milestones and allow myself to expand into life because when you expand into life you're getting smarter and smarter you're evolving in the as long as you keep seeking clarity and how your fully integrated life like uh, operates together harmoniously you will just keep getting better and better at life and what i love about you guys is you the first step is you got to have the awareness that you got to do it. You know what I mean? Like you do have to work really hard to 
to build and bring a business alive and and build a vision and, and bring that vision alive, it's incredibly hard because half the battle is you just constantly constantly run into all these things that you didn't understand or you thought you understood and you didn't understand and you have to constantly be learning and then it's like all this stuff and like oh it's that like it's this 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 brutal evolution that that begins to smooth out over time as your systems and process and understanding of it begin to come in place, then you start to get time and energy back. Then you can, you have enough money to hire people to take over things. And then now that freedom and peace and sustainability gives you more mind share to now look towards other things that you would like to do. So look, I, I appreciate both of you. I, I think it's a brilliant idea. And, and I think you, you, you have so much of it already figured out and it's just really amazing. And, and honestly, you know, I wanted to donate to it's fundblackfounders.com slash prosperity market. Okay. I wanted to make sure that I promoted that to every single person so that you guys reach your goals. And I wanted to make sure that, you know, I helped elevate and get you guys there um, but I'm going to do the whole 60,000, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to just do the, I'm going to fund the rest of your program and just give you guys the 60,000 because I would rather like you guys just know that you've got it and just go make a run at this. You know what I mean? Like, like I really think that you guys, yeah, look, I think that you guys are going to make me cry right now. Um, but, but look, I, I want, I, I just would rather see you guys go make a run at this. I really think, uh, you have this money that you can go, go bring this alive, but I just want you to be on the lookout, uh, that I'm going to go and, and, and add that funding. And, and I look forward to you guys really not only making an impact in Los Angeles for black owned businesses and restaurants, but ultimately everywhere in this country. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you okay. so much. Okay. Look, I wish you guys the absolute best and I look forward to seeing what you guys do with this. Okay. You most certainly. Will. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate All right. Be good. All right. Be good. Wow. I mean, look, I mean, for the first time on this show, I really almost cried. I mean, I mean, I, I, I and I'm not a crier. I'm really not a crier. But look, I, you know, I know I want to help the people that come on the show in, in any way that I can, but I just felt compelled. You know, I really did. I really, truly felt compelled. And I, I really believe uh, when they get, get this funding and go out and build this truck that they're going to make a big difference, a really, really big difference because it's a unique concept um, that, that's, that can really, really help black-owned businesses in, in, in the black community in a real, real way. Um, so that was an easy one, actually, you know. But look, that's what it's about, you know. And, and thank you again to everybody uh, for tuning in and, and listening to the show and being part of the show. As always, you know, like, comment, subscribe, wherever you listen or watch the show. Uh, go to DeerDeckMachine.com and join the universe. Become a machinist. Pitch us an idea. Pitch us uh, your own business and, and, and come on the show, you know. Uh, love having entrepreneurs love talking life and business in any way shape or form love inspiring helping anybody uh, that I can and you know what it is I'm just trying to push you to have the vision to be able to see the future create the future build the plan 
because you know the plan becomes belief and belief gets you there when you're willing to put in that hard work to push it across the line and let that dream of yours come alive. Until next time, see it, believe it, do it.